0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Patrick Problematic The Life of the Bipolar. Your host, Patrick Burns. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. I'm not really trying to solve any of these problems. Certainly, the first one is not going to be solvable in a short podcast. What I do hope to do is stir up conversation, stir up questions stir up feedback so that we can explore the topic further and get as many voices involved as we can. What I want to start with today is mental health and the homeless and or disenfranchised population. Now, what's the overall situation in this uh, look like? Now, I don't know where your particular hometown is. I don't know what state you live in. I can only reference uh, where I am right now, Eugene, Oregon, and how the situation is at this time. Our situation is pretty bad. It started a long time ago. We became known as a kind of a safe haven uh, for those folks who were down on their luck or just wanted to be wanderers, and so we kind of developed a reputation for that now even as they've tried to make changes and address some of this uh, many things still remain and one is that uh, it is still a pretty easy city um, if you're in that situation now i don't want to sound like i'm being harsh uh, on on any member of this population i'm not Uh, I live very close to downtown Eugene. I see quite a few members of this population, and I've talked to quite a few. Um, Some conversations have been difficult uh, to even accomplish. Others have been very good. But again, the overall situation is bad. These people need help, and the rest of us, most of us, We look at this situation and we go, not my problem. They made this choice. Now, I do agree with that in some ways. I do believe that some members of this population did indeed make a choice uh, to live this way. But I also know for a fact that many people have been placed into this situation through no fault of their own, be it a job loss, the death of a loved one, any sort, any number of the crises that uh, humans face every day. So right there's the overall situation in a nutshell. Uh, We have a problem and we don't know what to do. Well, like I said, we're not gonna try to solve anything today. What what we're gonna try to do is just get some people thinking hopefully and then let's get some conversation started. So uh, one of the first things we can talk about is how do we help? Well, that's obviously another basket full of questions and ideas. There's many ways to help, clearly. uh, More available, even if temporary, uh, shelter. uh, Better food programs. uh, Treatment that's actually going to be treatment as opposed to uh, help them out for a few hours and let's move them out the door. I understand the funding is involved and we'll discuss that later in this episode, but we got to start somewhere. Now, as individuals, I'm not sure where that is exactly. Those of us that do uh, and have and, and will continue to do small acts of charity and kindness, I suggest that we all keep that up. Myself, I still will continue to keep that up, though I'm kind of drawn back a little bit at the moment because I've extended a real nice helping hand a few times recently, and it's been, I've been burnt more than once. So how do we help? Again, I don't know. Another basket full of questions. <laughs> so if we don't even know how we're going to help, what do we do? Well, the only suggestion I have on that, and this will be paraphrasing Aldous Huxley, a reporter asked him once, an interviewer asked him, So Mr. Huxley, what is it you've learned in all your years of work? And Aldous Huxley says very simply, he goes, it saddens me to say that after 45 years of research and study, the only words I can offer people is to just be kinder to each other. Um, So maybe that's where we should start with the what to do part is let's just be kinder to each other because clearly... What to do is another basketful of questions. What not to do? Well, remember, just being kinder is going to be, it's going to do a few simple things. In many ways, small, simple acts of kindness can increase a person's confidence, a person's self esteem, a person's feeling of social acceptance. And believe it or not, not just the people that are receiving the kindness. These benefits actually come to the person giving the kindness as well. When you're actually doing it to be kind, and I think I've mentioned before, or maybe I have not, but I will now, there is a difference between nice and kind. Nice is something that we were taught to do. Please, thank you. Let me open the door. Kind is a totally different thing. You see, kind is actually... Placing yourself in another person's shoes, as it were, their situation, what their day may be like. We all run around thinking we're we're the center of everything. Well, think about that. There's 8 billion people on the planet. So there's 8 billion people thinking they're the center of everything. And there's this huge universe behind all of us going, really? <laughs> but anyway, so all right, where was that? What not to do? Well, let's not do like we used to do in the old days. Uh, Starting back in the Lord knows when, they didn't even have tools. And if they thought you were possessed or if they thought that you had some sort of, and what we would know nowadays as a mental disorder, uh, not an illness. An illness is a disease that can be treated with proven methodology. Um, No, back in the day before they even had tools, if they thought, that you know you had demons and spirits and you were possessed one of the methods they had is they would simply take a rock and beat you in the head with it till they knocked a hole in your skull because they believed that with a hole in your skull the demons and the spirits uh, would leave now archaeologists through their research actually discovered as they researched the remains that they had found discovered that some of these patients as it were It actually survived this so first thing I thought was like man I hope the demons and spirits are gone because if not you still got demons and spirits and a hole in your head this is going to kind of make your day a little different (laughs) all right so that's one thing what not to do Uh, clearly we've gone past the days I don't even know how we got there but we've clearly gone past the days of electroshock and lobotomies and things of that nature where you're you are in no way shape or form treating anybody you are taking a human being a human spirit and you are literally turning them into an automaton okay well maybe they don't make any trouble anymore I'm not surprised because they are capable of eating sleeping pissing shitting maybe walking and that's about it so yeah that's one of the things not to do anymore I have concerns about the levels of medication that are given to some people and exactly how these medications work more importantly how some of these medications work together because I know people who are on five and different five or six different uh, medications and believe it or not some medications counteract each other other medications magnify the effects Uh, this kind of work isn't really happening these people are being prescribed medications because someone thinks it's best because no one's asked the individual what is it you're actually feeling and going through Uh, they hear parts of a story and then they just make a snap decision so what not to do that we we need to visit the uh, medication phase too and 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 i know that there's more on this what not to do list more questions there's another basket full. so so far we've got a basket full of questions on the overall situation the how do we help the what to do the what not to do so there's four baskets already well, now we're going to throw in a big one even if we know how to help and even if we know what to do and hopefully we've realized what not to do this is going to take an incredible amount of money so funding is important. Uh, so take an army of caregivers and helpers, peers, uh, facilities, ongoing support. It would, be, it would be an undertaking. Now, the cool part about that is, is I know for a fact that there is more than enough money in this world that we could certainly fund the, these things, not only here in America, but everywhere on the planet. There is more than enough money on the planet to take care of every one of us many, many times over in a standard of living beyond what most of us have right now. But funding's an issue. They'd rather spend it on the wrong things instead of on peoples. And peoples are the one thing we should be paying attention to and spending our time and our resources and our energy on every single one of us. All right, so now we've, again, another basket full of questions, I told you. So now we've got five baskets. We've got the overall situation, the how do we help, the what do we do, the what do we not do, and then the funding. And so even if we have all that figured out, there may not be enough of some of this stuff, and most likely that's going to happen because that's just how it works. So in the end some people are not going to get treatment or help some people will and some people will not now who's going to decide this i mean who decides who gets help and who does not get help i i i I don't care what they pay i don't want that job no fucking way (laughs) Who decides? I don't even think a healthy committee of people could be charged with making these kind of a decisions. So there is our sixth basket full of questions on what is obviously more than a small topic. And that's going to be the end of our conversation, or at least this part of it. I certainly hope that we have a lot more on it uh, of on mental health and the homeless and disenfranchised population. We're going to take a short break and then I will be back shortly and we'll continue. And I'm back. All right. So I thought I'd lighten up things just a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about something that I think is really important, and it's probably, at the end of the day, the first thing that we all should do, because without it, and I'll cover that in a minute, we don't have anything. What I want to talk about, like I said, is self-love and self-care. Now, uh, why do we want to practice self-love and self-care? Well, it's very simple. If you don't love yourself, then you don't have any love inside of you that you can afford to waste and or give away to other people. Now, I don't mean that you cannot try, but please understand where I'm trying to go with this. If you do not truly love yourself, then you don't truly have the love inside of you that You need to give to other people. Now, so many things that we're going to talk about, of course, this means are the other people ready to receive this love? That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about self-love and self-care. Now, what would come first in something like this? Well, it's really hard to love yourself or anyone else or anything for that matter And let's be honest, loving a thing is not uh, always going to get you somewhere. You can highly cherish something, but in the end of the day, love is a fickle thing. Okay, now, like I said, you know, you can't give what you don't have. So start with loving yourself. I know that's what I've been working on. And I can hear the questions. Well, how do we start? what comes first please remember I I don't have all the answers in fact I have very few answers I have a lot of questions but I what I understand and and what I believe and (laughs) yeah I read it in a book a couple times what comes first is uh, acceptance you have to accept who you are you have to accept your situations you have to accept the circumstances that you're in. You just have to accept. Because without that, you're always going to be trying to fight against something. And if you're always trying to fight against something, then that means you're paying attention to something outside of you or outside of your control, which means you're neglecting you. And believe it or not, you are the most important person in your life. So, yeah, self love. Now, so people are going to make, you know, make decisions and, and, and conversations and arguments about how do I do that? I mean, what do you mean? Well, it comes down to a very simple premise is that uh, you are indeed worth it. It doesn't matter what anybody in your life has told you. I think I've mentioned it before. Um, Remember Thomas Edison, who has three times the number of patents that anybody that ever has lived has, was considered a, I'm going to use his day's terms, a retard. He was kicked out of school. He couldn't speak till he was four and he couldn't read by the age of six even. Uh, Thankfully, his mother uh, read the note and misinterpreted uh, for Thomas, as it were he went on. uh, Albert Einstein was not considered very bright as a child. It's interesting how people view this stuff. So again, let's start with what comes first, and that's you need to accept some things. And since we're talking about mental health, I think obviously the first thing that would come up as far as acceptance goes is that you do have a mental health disorder. We'll get into the illness and disease aspect of it later, which I do not agree with, but you have a mental health disorder. Now, at the end of the day, people, I really want you to understand, and this is something that I came to realize. In fact, I kind of found it wonderful because I said, oh, this explains decades of stuff. Uh, we're all different. We all have little things. We all have whatever but just accept it and the moment I did that that's when I became aware of what was happening because all my life I had been fighting keep it in the closet (laughs) and I guarantee you that shit's stronger than any closet door I've ever seen (laughs) so um, all right so now now the self-love part so okay this the acceptance we've talked about that So that is the first step. Now this part doesn't come easy and so maybe some stuff that I bring up later will help with that because humans are victims of inertia just like anything else on the planet. Now many times people that understand or know what the term inertia means, they always think of the classic definition that an object in motion will tend to stay in motion which is true, that is what inertia is, but inertia also works in opposite ways. An object at rest will tend to stay at rest unless it is acted upon by an outside force greater than itself. Yeah, that's the self-love part I was talking about. Okay, nobody else is going to do it for us. Each and every one of us, we have to do this for ourselves. So... Okay, we've gotten to our acceptance part. Remember, there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with us. We simply have to learn how to manage our own personal minds a little bit better. That's all there is to it. There, Nobody's sick. You see, a sickness is a disease that can be cured. And like I said, we'll cover that in future episodes as I get farther along in this Wonderful new book of mine, the myth of mental health, or the myth of mental illness. There's nothing wrong with us, so we can drop the shame and we can drop the stigma. Uh, if you're somebody who loves or cares for somebody who has a mental disorder, please know that you can do the same thing. Uh, we're all here together on this this project so let's let's keep it working that way all right none of us can do this by ourselves i've stated it before i don't know of a one single individual on this planet that could accomplish or take let's put it this way take care of even their basic needs for their entire lifespan well because when you're a newborn you are definitely dependent on everybody all right so we've gotten to the acceptance part so now What do we want to do to try to practice some self-love and some self-care? Well, the first thing you want to do, at least what I'm learning. Now, remember, I read most of my stuff in books. (laughs) Thank goodness I read a lot of books. But the first thing you want to think about, once you've accepted the fact that there's nothing wrong with you, you just have to to come at the world a little differently because the world will not change for us. Let's get that out of the way first. The world's not going to change for us. Uh, We've got to change our own little parts of the world by ourselves. So consider some, some things that, well, consider some things that, you know, make you feel good, make you feel satisfied, make you feel grateful. These are strengths that you have. So I know that I have some. Some people find them weird at times, but I happen to have a cleaning thing pretty cool at cleaning I like to do that Uh, other things I like to make things look good I I have certain strengths I'm good in a lot of other ways as well everybody has strengths whether you're an artist or a singer or a carpenter or um, hell if you just make really good cookies if you make really good cookies I already like you (laughs) I love cookies so now think about the positives Grab a hold of one of those and love yourself for it. Now, of course, I hear people asking, don't we have weaknesses? I should fucking hope so. Oh, please, people. Uh, Every single one of us has something. Uh, Forget the magazine pictures. Forget the movie. You know, nobody has it like that. Oh, you can have all the possessions and material wealth. But that's not what makes happiness, and that's not what makes healthy people. So at the end of the day, perfection, as far as humans go, would be stifling. I mean, think about that. Where else do you go? What else is there to do? That would be boring. And look at history. You know, the Greeks, the Romans, they all tried to create perfection in their societies. And of course, they collapsed under the weight of their own ignorance, bloat, and greed. Now, expecting perfection from yourself and from others, you know, you got to understand that's going to be instant doom. It's instant. So embrace your weaknesses because here's what weaknesses really are. They're opportunities and or they're valuable lessons to be learned by you. So let's do all this stuff, man. Accept yourself first because that's the key. And remember, take this one step at a time great book that an ex-military man wrote called make your bed just i loved it It was something he learned from his mom i believe or maybe his grandma but it was very simply make your bed when you get out of the morning because no matter what else happens that day you can say hey i got something done and that's going to be it for that uh, we'll talk more about this self-love and self-care thing but everybody know this you're worth it fuck what everybody else says. You're worth it. You know you are. Don't let the demons in the closet get into your way. Okay. We'll deal with those folks in a little while because we all got to. Uh, So with that said, I'm going to wrap it up for the day. Everybody, please, I appreciate your listening. Check out patrickproblematic.com. Please leave me a voicemail. Send me an email. Uh, I'd love to plug you guys into the show so we have a conversation going click that subscribe button I'm still working on dealing with Apple I'll have that taken care of this week Uh, and there you go again thank you for listening oh yes I'm going to be going to weekly releases on November 6th so I look forward to that again this is Patrick Problematic peace love remember self love is the best.